0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Michigan's Best Podcast. Guess what? I'm sure I don't even need to tell you this. The NFL is back, so we are going to be talking with Ben Raven, beat writer for the Lions at MLive to find out what can we expect on Sunday. And as I said, our guest today on the Michigan's Best Podcast, Ben Raven, who covers the Lions for MLive.
1: My friend, how are you today? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. The regular season is near. Hard knocks is uh, winding down. So it's time to kind of focus on the regular season the meaty portion of my my job again. And that's what I look forward to.
0: Yes, the NFL is back. Uh, And so, Ben, we kind of got a mixed bag in preseason, which... As a as a casual right is a contrast between the the propaganda you're <laughs> seeing on Hard Knocks and like how excited you are every single Wednesday morning, uh, and then you've got like a you know a one and two preseason record. Now I know preseason preseason is what it is, but heading into the Sunday, what what should fans be thinking? How excited should they be? Like how much of this Kool Aid should be we be chugging at this point?
1: You know, I I think there should be a decent helping of Kool-Aid flowing for sure. You know, it's just, uh, I I don't want to get carried away either, but just kind of looking back at the last three or four years. And I mean, since I joined the beat in 2019, it's been the league's worst defense for three straight years. And then trading Matthew Stafford. I mean, this, this team has a chance to be much better. This coaching staff, I truly believe with or without hard knocks. There is one of the best constructed staffs from top to bottom for a, team that's not on an elite level like this like for a rebuilding team this coaching staff is reason for optimism and you know the starting quarterback is looking crisp he looks a lot better than he did this time last year and even though big v's gonna miss at least the first four games on the offensive line that group with sewell decker jackson and rag that's four of the five best at what they do in the game on the offensive line and i mean the offense is actually loaded with weapons this year last year it was uh a bunch of question marks and a who? Really? Like, a, I don't know if you watch Hard Knocks. <laughs> like, it was a like a Marcus Mariota question mark type guys starting at wide receiver last year. So it, it, there's a lot moving in the right direction. And uh, while there are a ton of questions moving forward and long-term questions and stuff like that, the immediate is that this team should be pretty competitive week in and week out. Now, on that
0: note, do they... And as as Lions fans, we kind of we kind of know this song and dance, right? <laughs> hard knocks or hard or Nor yeah. hard knocks, right? We kind of know this. But in your mind, Ben, do they have to win Sunday, or do they just have to make it compa- like what do they have to do Sunday for everybody to kind of keep this hype train rolling?
1: I will say. Sunday's a tough test. The Eagles beat the Lions by thirty eight points last year, I think it was. And the Eagles are better this year. And the Lions are better this year. So I think you wanna see a game and I know Lions fans are like I can hear them rolling their eyes, but you wanna see <laughs> a competitive game into the fourth quarter. Like you, that that should be I don't I'm not gonna say a moral victory or things like this, but this team did just kind of just stomp the Lions last year. So like obviously a win would feel really great to keep that kool-aid flowing but the eagles should compete for the nfc east they should compete for a playoff spot the lions can keep that a game and i'm not talking trail by 17 most of the game and then pull off some trickeration to make it a single score game at the end i'm saying stay in it first second third quarter into the final minutes of that fourth quarter to have a chance to make it a game a 10 point game an eight point game then that should be considered okay this team is heading in the right direction there is reason to kind of still feel good about the rest of the season because philly's a good the team but uh it's gonna be an immediate test without question if you've been watching this team for
0: more than five minutes you sort of know that 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 third quarter fourth quarter can be a little bit dicey right like <laughs> yeah. it's well I mean you've had that feeling about this team yeah. that they just forget that there are four quarters because they seem to fall yeah. apart at a 15 minute inopportune moment <laughs> um so I, I you know I'm, I'm with you if they can stay with it the whole game I, I think that will be a great sign but for me coming out of what you're seeing in hard knocks I, <laughs> man they they've got that like angry defense feel to them. To me, I want to see that old school 80s smash mouth sort of hurting football, you know, because I feel like that would be a great step in the right direction while those weapons sort of get used to Jared Goff. I'm not an expert, but that's kind of what I'm picking up on, on this season.
1: Yeah, no, and uh, I mean, I think through the last uh, two NFL drafts, they've spent their first-round pick and their second-round pick in consecutive years on defensive linemen, edge rushers, and stuff like that. So, I mean, that, that group wants to play hard. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson and Charles Harris <laughs> – Two defensive ends. Those guys hit. They're intense. I, that's That's been one of the highlights, underrated highlights of Hard Knocks for me is just seeing those two feed off of each other. And those two, I mean, while the defensive line kind of gets guys back from injuries in the first part of the season, those are going to be the engine. Those are going to be the gas to keep that engine going on the defensive line until some names are back. So yeah, the, the defense, that's the big question mark. I just wrote a post here in the past couple of hours how ESPN's projections for the season still have the Lions defense worded as the race heading into the worst heading into this season they project that they'll allow the most points so obviously the biggest question mark for this team is the defense Jeff Okuda's back after that devastating injury last year that's a big piece he's with Omani O, Tracy Walker Deshaun Elliott Hodginson and Harris on the inside and then I mean we've been talking hard knocks. I mean, what is Malcolm Rodriguez? You know, is he, what is he going to be out of the gates? He's been an absolute star on hard knocks and he's been a real life star at training camp. I mean, you got to be a stud through the off season to rise from the bottom of the depth chart as an undersized six round rookie to potential starting piece in week one. So it's like, I cannot wait to see how that guy response how a Derek Barnes at linebacker responds once live bullets starts flying so I'm with you I'm ready to see this defense because if that defense can be in the top 20 in the league this team is going to look so much better and that feels like setting the bar low but they've buried the bar the last three or four seasons right. so there's only right. room to go enough. I mean that's that's where this team really needs to show growth
0: Ben you're obviously in the thick of it at this point how is the, the, the absolute ravenous fan base coming out of Hard Knocks, how is that translating to these preseasons and these camps and kind of these pressers that you're going to? Is that energy infectious in that team? Because it certainly feels outwardly that everybody is like, this, this show is the best show ever. <laughs> you know, like that is the feeling that you're getting in Michigan. And I'm wondering, is that translating back to the team? And what do you think that will do, you know, midway through the season, towards the end of the season? Will that momentum carry through?
1: Yeah, no, there there definitely is just, I think, energy is the best way to say it. There's just a different energy there. I think after the first week of the Hard Knocks crews being there, it kind of just became reality, like these NFL guys. Them and the HBO, I mean, these are just machines. That HBO crew was just a machine. I mean, it was unbelievable, but there is a different energy. I mean, the coaching staff is different. When the fans were out, I think they had their two or three best attended training camp sessions like of the last like five or six years. So I mean you feel it for sure that Ford Field scrimmage they had I think that was the best turnout for that they had since 2016 or 2015. I mean the energy's real the players, the players have personalities and they're not getting traded away or caught like the previous regime did the second they showed who they were so it's like kind of really fun to see these personalities grow. And I mean, what you guys see, and this is what I tell everybody, Aaron Glenn and Deuce Staley's relationship is exactly <laughs> like hard knock shows. Every day, every day in unpadded OTA practices to week eight of the regular season for the 10 to 15 minutes reporters get to see. But it, it, it's just, uh, it, it, the, it's just like I said about the coaching staff earlier. Like even if this season doesn't go as well as people, like expect, you know, if they don't push for a playoff berth or stuff like that, this coaching staff, this, this foundation they've laid on the roster is reason for optimism. This was always set out to be a long-term rebuild. So if they do hit that turn, I mean, midway point of the season and they're 500 fighting for 500. I mean, that momentum, you know, I mean, I absolutely, the energy is real. I mean, if they can keep that energy going from start to finish last year, kind of how it started going in the home stretch last year. I mean, that's, That's that's the main thing right there. It's just kind of, it's just fascinating to see. It's a completely different world than what it was two years ago, and it's it's really jarring in good ways sometimes. So let's talk about you, Ben, because I kind of want to dig
0: into this. What is what's your game day ritual? Right, you're heading into the season; it's kicking off. Like stuff's getting real, right? So Mm -hmm. you know, what do how do you prep for the day of? Like, do you you know how do you keep your energy up? What's your favorite snack when you're at Ford Field you know like what's what's the what's the process like for you going through that whole day? Uh, Dan
1: Campbell and I have very similar caffeine habits. Which, uh, <laughs> Just I, giant was... <laughs> giant buckets of caffeine. I mean I'll start my day at home I'll get a I'll get a post ready to go up for like when I take off to drive into the stadium I'll have two or three cups of coffee and I'll, I'll stop and get a Cliff Bar and usually two Red Bull sugar freeze to last me throughout the day but uh I know I'm I'm crazy it's gonna it's gonna catch up with me eventually but uh you know I the, the catch up day, the recharge day is Saturday. So what I do to recharge is I watch more football on Saturday and don't have to. <laughs> so uh, this is the time of the year where I say goodbye to the family. Like I just ran up to see my parents for like 40 hours over last week. And it's like, all right, I'll see you in January. <laughs> uh, it's football. It's football time. But uh, no, just uh, it, the NFL makes it easy. It's a really kind of like, Set schedule. They control our lives this time of year. It's unpredictable Saturday and Tuesdays are pretty much our downish days. But yeah, game day rituals are all the caffeine, you know, Ford Field brings out the spicy snacks and Coney dogs at halftime. And I'll usually dip into that there too. So give people a sense, you know, because they they obviously see you as the byline and they read your pieces. But on
0: Sunday alone, how much are you right? Like how many pieces are you going to be putting out on Sunday? Not don't talk about Monday or Wednesday or any of that stuff, but like just Sunday, like how much are you pumping
1: out in a single game? Yeah. Sunday I'll wake up and I'll write a three burning questions or three bold predictions post. I'll run the live blog during the game. And that's, that's a lot of people will just treat that as like a box score. I'm offering personal insights, links to headlines from the past. I mean, those things get dangerous on 3,000, 3,500 words by the time I'm done with the live blog. So that that's the main thing during the game. Then right after the game, I mean, I'm, I'm on Facebook Live for a post-game instant reaction video within like five minutes of the ending kickoff. At home games, that gets a little harder to do on the road, but at home sure. games, I'm I'm firing up live within five minutes after the whistle ends. And then I am sprinting to an elevator to get down into the basement, watch the coach's press conference, run into the... Uh, the both locker rooms. Then you head upstairs and I just kind of turn to Kyle and was like, all right, what are we going to do? And then it's usually, <laughs> I usually have two or three more st- like just set posts out of games and then we'll just kind of balance the game stories. And it's usually, shoot, it's most games I'd say probably seven or eight posts each with a video and Podcast coming Tuesday morning, but yeah, yeah, game day. That's that's pretty much game day. It's a uh, it's a blast though. I mean, we live for game days. I mean, we, we go through the grind of the week, the grind of training camps to be there on Sundays. I mean, you it just when there's fifty thousand plus people in an arena, the music is bumping and football's going. There's just nothing better.
0: The podcast is Dungeon of Doom, right? Comes out of a much yeah. darker time in Lions history. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how do you to keep the energy up? Right, you guys have are anytime I meet. I mean, obviously I've met you. Hundreds of times, but anytime I meet the two of you together, you know, the energy is up the, you know, you are fun and affable human beings. How do you kind of keep that going 17 weeks in (laughs) at that kind of pace where you've got nine stories on game day alone and then...
1: I, I think the Lions have made it really easy to, <laughs> well, say, to stay interesting, fair. you know. Uh, you know, I really I've been kind of spoiled my first three years on the well, this is year four on the beat already now, you know. I got spoiled by the dysfunction of the Matt Patricia era and then the franchise quarterback gets trade and there's these new Dan Campbell. I mean I've had Dan Campbell for sixteen months now, but uh honestly it's just it's two guys who really really love what they do at the end of the day and we feed off of each other really well and we have the same dark sense of humor and we pick on each other in interesting ways just to kind of keep the mood light and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder how we do it too. Looking back to like week 17 last year and listening to those podcasts (laughs) and I'm still getting excited about like third string linemen doing something good in the game and stuff like that. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I I appreciate those kind words, but uh, you know, the, the lions make it easy. This job makes it easy. I think uh, it's safe to say for both parties that we're doing exactly what we want to be doing.
0: All right, my friend, I'll let you get back to it. Thank you so much for the time and uh, go Lions.
1: Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon.